you are going to meditate. And you need to give them a reason why. So give a very passionate reason why you're going to meditate. So that your whole being will accept it and participate. Recall the reason that brought you on the path. That moment of awe and wonder where you were compelled to investigate beyond what your senses told you. Or the tragedy that made you really question. Get into that emotion. Let that emotion be the key that you give to your whole being. Let it be somewhat along the line determined to accomplish the welfare of all beings. hold the tension of that emotion throughout your whole being. Feel your body, feel your mind, feel your breath taking on this determination. And all you have to do is to simply watch and observe. Holding on to that tension, to that determination. Bring your attention to your body. And just let the body find that place that it knows it's conducive to meditation. And let it seek, sink into that posture. You know it once you feel comfort and a sense of firmness and stability in the legs, in the hands. When you sense the elbows not too far, not too close to the body. Shoulders relaxed, even. The back Head and neck centered. Already start to feel the sense of ease descended on the body. Head and neck centered so you don't need to consciously hold them in place. Mouth, teeth, tongue resting in their natural places. Eyes, if open is conducive to you, then open, close, then close, or half open, whichever you find conducive to you, that's the one you adopt. And continue to be aware of that sense of ease, ever deepening throughout the body. Gently bring your attention to the breath, not intending to control the breath, not forcing the mind to focus on the breath. Don't even concern yourself with what to do about distractions. As long as you are aware of the breath, as you breathe in, knowing that you're breathing in, Breathing out, knowing that you're breathing out, you are doing your work, you are doing your job. 
whatever else may be present in the mind. Don't chase them. Don't hold them. Become aware of the mind itself watching the breath. Notice the flow of the continuity of the awareness and enter with the intention to keep that continuity unbroken while you observe 11 cycles of breath. Your determination in the very background, an ease, mindfulness, and a sense of ease before that, and all the way in the front of your mind, the intention to hold the continuity of awareness on the breath as you watch the breath. Bring to the foreground again that sense of ease. Be aware of how it's reflected in the body, breath, and mind. And continue to have the intention to allow yourself to continue to experience this ever-deepening sense of ease. foreground of your mind, your determination, your passionate motivation, while you are intensifying your determination, your motivation, focus in the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows, at about an arm's length distance from you, and start to feel in that space, the presence of the actual infallible means through which you will achieve the objective of your determination, your teacher, your guide, the point where all the love and compassion of all enlightened beings focus on you, the point where all their knowledge centers around you. Feel that bright presence. Notice the form 
find within you that measure of conviction that you are indeed in the very presence of what is for you the actual infallible means to which you will achieve your goal. Whatever that measure of conviction may be, hold on to it. And show your reverence in your mind prostrate. your hope, the dependence, the faith, and this infallible means in your teacher. Place yourself under his protection and guidance. Take refuge. infallible means through which you will definitely achieve your goal is right there in that space in front of you. And feeling a great sense of gratitude, express this gratitude through offering. knowing that the obstacles that you experience were placed there through your own efforts, through your own participation. Whatever actions you may have done that brought them to your life, regret them. Seeing how they brought you good benefit. Habitual energy, whatever habitual patterns you've developed that makes you rely on these actions that can only bring obstacles. Somewhere within you, you are helpless against them. So, again, take refuge. to do something to make up. Due to the sincerity of having applied these forces, you feel a sense of joy to rejoice Feel the refined state of the mind whilst rejoicing and enhance it by continuing to rejoice. Rejoice in all measures of goodness, yours and others, from the smallest, the slightest act of virtue to the virtue and merit of holy enlightened beings.
aware of the level of tranquility in which you are now. And from within this tranquil state, embrace all beings. Be aware of their conditions, the suffering that they are forced to endure, the happiness that keeps eluding them. Let your heart embrace them with infinite compassion, with unbounded love. While wishing strongly that they be free of their problems, wishing strongly that they find true happiness, Again, focus your attention on that point where all the enlightened beings come to meet for your for your concern, your infallible teacher. And because your heart holds all beings in such an embrace. When you look at your infallible teacher, you become aware that you are in the presence of every single enlightened being. You feel connected to each one of them. With this realization, you beg them through your teacher to come into the lives of these sentient beings. Show them how to truly end their pain. Show them how to truly find happiness. And to stay in their lives until they are truly free, truly happy. Feel the momentum of your determination up to this point. With the energy of that momentum, recall the meditation that you're about to do and dedicate this momentum to help you succeed in your meditation. Recalling your determination again, seeing the very embodiment of what you're aspiring to achieve in that space in front of you. You wish to be closer, so you ask the teacher to come to the crown of your head. Feel that bright presence now above your head, facing the same direction as you are. And while feeling your whole being bathed by the light emanating from your teacher, beg for blessings. Beg to be free of your obstacles. Beg to gain the realizations you seek.
because of the added intensity of your begging for blessings mixed with your determination. Now you're aspiring to become inseparable with the teacher. And through the power of your aspiration, the form of the teacher dissolves into a point of light. Understand that point of light to be the very realization that you seek, the very attributes that you seek. See and feel that point of light descend to the front of your head. See and feel that point of light enter your heart center and it merges with your mind. And whatever being inseparable means to you, hold on to that meaning with affirmation that you have achieved it. and become aware of the tranquil state in which you find yourself now. Be aware of the attentive and readiness of the body, the breath and the mind. attention back to your breath. Staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body again. time. <laughs> I always never have much time. Uh, there's a wonderful uh, program waiting for you uh, after uh, today. I hope it's today. <laughs> uh, I hope you weren't uh, 
some of you weren't thinking that. Well, never mind. <laughs> Alright, so let me uh, quickly get into uh, today's topic. So we are now talking about one of the interpretations of the, the eight dharmas, the eight things they, uh, are in the last verse, are having to do with the eight ways or the eight extreme ways of uh, holding to, uh, to phenomena. Uh, if you look at the list of them, you will notice that, uh, and if you are able to understand uh, how... Uh, when you look for these phenomena in the same way that when you look for other kind of phenomena how you end up finding the same truth specifically with these kinds of of, uh, phenomena it will be easier for you to understand what the prasangikas mean when they are saying that things are mere labels mere nominal merely uh, conceptual uh, but you have to spend some time before you uh, really understand what they are talking about. Okay. The way we understand mere nominal, mere nominal, the way we understand mere what? Mere nominal, merely labeled, merely con- conceptual. When, the way we un- normally understand them, that's not what they are referring to, or the way we uh, use them. But the, there's something about the way we understand them uh, that uh, uh, from a very, almost like a very quickly, very, uh, without going too much into details as to your, our own interpretations of these terms. Just like the, the first meaning that strikes you when, you when you hear those terms. That's what really they're referring to. How they, uh, uh, what the person you guys are asking us to refer to them. Okay. But the way we normally use them in, in our way, the way we already uh, ascribe meaning to them, uh, is for the most part is really far from what they what they're talking about. Okay, and because we understand that these things are things that the mind is doing, so we might have the wrong understanding that the prasangikas are saying the same thing as as the mind only uh, people are saying that things are just in your mind. That's not what the Prasangikas are saying. Okay? But if you look at those eight attributes, uh, the first two, uh, what's the first two? Permanence, impermanence. So remember, when you're doing the meditation on wisdom, you are, your mind is set to truly, absolutely find the object that, uh, on, the, on the investigation. Okay? There's, there's the object that appears to you, I environment, whatever, other. In this case, permanence or impermanence. So we use these terms. And, the, and there's a reason why we use these terms. There are things that seem to have those qualities. Okay? Now, those terms themselves, permanence and impermanence, when we look for them, we look for them the same way that you look for your eye. You look for them the same way you look for your body, for your hand, for a table, for a cup. Okay? It, with, with the intention that Somewhere within you, within us, we think that we are going to find a, a finally a phenomena, uh, uh, something that we say this is the cup and nothing but the cup, and nothing else is it. Okay, and so you have to have that that long uh, uh, description, and all those things must be there for you to really understand what you're looking for. Okay. Uh, uh, after all, here's the cup. Okay? But <coughs> the cup, that is the cup, nothing else but the cup and nothing else is the cup, that's another kind of investigation. Okay? That's not the investigation that I did when I said, oh, here's the cup. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, the, the, this, this other investigation of looking for the cup and nothing but the cup and nothing else can be the cup, but it, that at, at the very last finding at the very last moment of your, of your search, say, ah, finally, here's the thing, here, here is the cup. Okay. Uh, that kind of search is the search that will help us get rid of all our hang-ups about reality, that will help us get rid of all the dysfunctions that we experience, all the anxieties that we experience about, uh, uh, about reality. 
Okay? Phenomena themselves are uh, uh, without, interestingly, uh, uh, this might sound as if I'm taking mine out of the group of things that are called uh, phenomena. Okay? But this particular phenomena called mind, it has a particular, uh, there's a particular uh, uh, attribute to it that it ascribes to phenomena other, not just other phenomena other than itself, but itself also included. Okay? So, there's something about mind that it ascribes to whatever is called a phenomena a particular quality that that phenomena doesn't have. But it is completely convinced that phenomena has it. And then because of, it, because of this conviction, it, it, it acts. It, it moves. It, 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 uh, it does things. Trying to achieve a particular whatever goal it has to achieve with that with that conviction. Now, when you take cup, for example, and then mine, and look at and look at them as uh, look at them, okay, uh, as separate phenomena, if we can, okay. So we're going to pretend we can do that and look at them as separate phenomena. As far as the cup is concerned, there is no ignorance. As this phenomena, this attribute of this thing of ignorance can only be uh, is something that can be experienced only with mind. Okay? So, there's nothing wrong with the universe. But seeing something wrong with the universe can only be attributed to a mind. Only a mind can see something wrong with the universe. Okay? So, the cup, that is the cup and nothing but the cup, the cup doesn't care. <laughs> and the cup is not blinded to it. Okay? But a mind is blinded to it. And the mind is, has to, has, thinks it, thinks it has it. Okay? Unfortunately, it doesn't. But it believes it has it. Okay. So, because of this unconscious thing that is happening to the mind, all these uh, uh, a wrong universe appears in his experience. A universe with wrong things in it. A universe with, 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 uh, with uh, mistakes. A universe with, uh, with struggle and good and bad. Because of that, because of the way the mind attributes the cup and nothing but the cup, the way it thinks of it, that, that's where all that comes from. Uh, we'll come back to that I mean I don't know next year <laughs> but for, for, for tonight in the same way that the mind is looking uh, looking for the cup and nothing but the cup okay so you're going to look for permanence those eight those eight uh, what are called the eight extremes you're supposed to look for them and you're supposed to have uh, have uh, have the in, have the I don't know have to say the emotion the emotion of thinking that I'm going to find something that is nothing but permanence and nothing else can be it can be it and the same thing with impermanence the same thing and uh, with uh, uh, coming into uh, what's called no. birth coming into existence arising uh, ceasing okay. So, when, when you do that kind of analysis with those kinds of phenomena, it helps you to understand somewhat, or uh, very closely, what the Prasangikas are referring to. Ah, that's why the Prasangikas say phenomena are mere uh, nominal, <laughs> a merely nominal, a merely conceptual, a merely, what's the other one, labeled. Was merely ascribed. Okay. When you when when you apply that those kinds of uh, analysis to those kinds of uh, uh, somewhat abstract phenomena, then you understand what it means. Okay. Now, where is arising? Where is birth? Can you find it? That, remember the same way looking for the cup. 
that which is arising and nothing else but arising. Okay. And you look for it. And, and somewhere within your mind, you know, you, you, have, you have your, uh, you know, there's a part of you that's like a, how uh, would you say that? Uh, don't know anything and don't care. <laughs> and you, there's a part of you that is convinced I know what reality is. And you two are walking with each other. Okay? Okay. Let's go. Let's go find what you say is arising and nothing but arising. Okay? Let's, and then as you are walking with that part of your mind, and the part of your mind says, oh, there it is. And you look at it with, with that part of your mind. You say, wait a minute. I don't see, the, I don't see what you're talking about. You say, oh, that's not what I meant. I meant that one. And you look at that one. And you say, well, uh, it's not what you said it is. And you keep looking. You keep looking. And you exhaust every possible place, every possible means where arising should be. Okay? And when you finally have exhausted all those other places, what you arrive at, that's the true nature. Then you have found the true arising. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, 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 influence your mind by saying you're not going to find it. Not get influenced your mind by saying, "Oh, we find emptiness." All that and it becomes almost meaningless nowadays. Okay, for a lot of people who are, especially for those of you who have been contaminated already <laughs> with those words, the self-existence, emptiness. Okay, I'm not. So I'm not gonna. Well, I just ruined it anyway. But <laughs> I was trying not to ruin it. <laughs> but you're gonna find finally when you are, when you have exhausted completely exhausted your, uh, your mind what, you, what that finite that you arrive at that is the real arising okay and once you find that real arising then you can say ah now I understand what the Prasangika has meant by mere labeled mere, mere description mere nominal mere uh, I forget one. mere conceptual okay then you can apply this mere label, mere conceptual, mere la 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 la. You can apply that to all the other things, the other, the other seemingly concrete phenomena that are not so abstract, like arising, ceasing, permanent, impermanent. You can say me, my hand, the cup. Then you can ask, then you can say, oh, that's what he meant by the cup being mere nominal. Okay. It, it, they don't mean to say that it's in your mind. And they don't mean that it's not in your mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if that was confusing, then my work was done. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I have very little time left. But this is what, we, this is what, what you're going to do. Uh, so these are the terms. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, these two terms are, uh, uh, will help. Will get to help you get to the, uh, uh, ah, conception. I'm... I'm I have, have some better understanding of con- merely conceptual media, you know, the list. Uh, if you analyze, I mean, look for uh, momentariness or impermanence. What's the other, what's the other, what's the other word they use? Impermanence, momentariness. The, those, those terms, they have meaning for you? Transient. What was that? Ephemeral. Not quite so ephemeral, not, not, not quite that term. But you arrive at something that feels ephemeral. Okay. But, um, you know, the changing. Mm, okay. All those terms. Okay. Choose whichever, whichever works for you. Okay. And, or, you can look at uh, arising. Okay. At what is, not, uh, you know, something that comes into birth, but birth itself. Okay. Not just something that is impermanent, but impermanent itself. Okay. That's what, that's what you're going to be looking for. So you could say that uh, up to this point, you've been very good, you're quite advanced, you know, cup and all that kind of thing. You already see the emptiness. But those abstract terms, they're kind of difficult for you. There's some part of your mind that is still grasping to, to them in some way. So now you want to prove, show your mind that they are the same nature as the cup. Those abstract terms like impermanence uh, and uh, arising. So if those two don't work for you, I don't know, find something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to really look for them. 
Okay? And make sure at the end of it you, you end up with either that which is and nothing else but. Okay? If you can find it. <laughs> right? So we have, uh, we have almost four countless <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> So if you want to speed it up, so recall as vividly as you can that moment of tranquility before the break, before the talk. Recall it so vividly that you actually start to feel it. you have a taste of it, observe five cycles of the breath to stabilize it, and recall your motivation again, and then begin your, your what's called ultimate analysis. Either permanence or arising.
stay aware of the state of tranquility in which you are now. And from within the state, again embrace all beings. Being aware of their conditions. Strong you wish to the point of willing that they be free of their problems, their troubles, that they find true lasting happiness. the merits of this of tonight to the achievement of your ultimate goal. And bring your attention back to your breath. Staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body. Start with the top of your head. Include more and more until you are aware of your whole body from head to toe. up to my reputation. <laughs> right, uh, there's a wonderful program uh, scheduled, uh, well, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, so I hope you're able to stay and, and uh, participate in it. And also I'd like to make an announcement about Gyutra uh, Rinpoche, Gyutra Rinpoche's student. Uh, he will be teaching Monday night at Leon's. I think 6.30, I think. Okay. What's the topic? Something that you will get you to enlightenment. <laughs> Bodhicitta. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Michael, Michael, make the uh, introduction to what's going to happen.